Uh, uh, thank you, Hillary. Uh, I will be talking. I like the Ukrainian Kermit the Frog we got for that interview. That was. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like. Thanks a lot. Uh, so we have a, a, some breaking news about Ukraine today. Uh, Glenn is out. He is uh, usually when I do these shows, one of my favorite things to do is to take some time as I'm going through and each break come back out and give you sort of a fake reason why Glenn isn't here. And they're always really bizarre. Today, I don't have to do that. He went to Lady Gaga. Five seconds. Like, I, that would be one of the fake ones I'd come up with. And instead, he actually is doing it. He's off the show today because he's going to see Lady Gaga in concert. You just don't get any better than that. And while he's there, we have breaking news on Ukraine. We've got all the Mulvaney stuff we're going to cover here early. Uh, Syria, some crazy Democratic policies, including a new spending number that has come out on what they actually cost. It's fantastic. Plus, uh, Beto O'Rourke, we got to get into him and the disaster he is in, in life and in his campaign. It's all coming up. It's Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. We start in a few seconds. We have breaking news from Ukraine. Washington Post has this first. George Kent, a deputy assistant secretary of state, testified yesterday that he worried about Hunter Biden's position at the firm Burisma. And he worried that it would complicate efforts by U.S. diplomats to convey to Ukrainian officials the importance of avoiding conflicts of interest. Uh, This is uh, from multiple sources, spoke on the condition of anonymity because of confidentiality rules surrounding the deposition. And also they didn't want to get uh, murdered by Hillary Clinton. I don't know if that's actually true, but it's part of it. Kent said he had some concerns that Ukrainian officials would view Hunter Biden as a conduit for currying influence with his father, said the people. But when Kent raised the issue with Biden's office... He was told the then vice president didn't have the bandwidth to deal with the issue because his other son, Bo, was battling cancer. Now, look, that's a really serious thing and very difficult to do. However, as vice president of the United States, you know, you just don't you don't you can't really answer questions with I don't have the bandwidth. It's not one of your available responses. It's like when you're in the multiple choice test and you're taking like the SATs and you're just filling in C every time, hoping you can get a quarter of them right there's never one when your vice president of the United States is, I don't really have the time. I don't really have the bandwidth to deal with that. It's not something you can do. Despite the terrible uh, circumstances surrounding it. Kent is the first known example of a career diplomat who has raised concerns internally in the Obama administration about Hunter Biden's board position. A former senior Biden national security aide speaking on the condition of anonymity had no recollection of hearing about Kent's concerns and also never heard a concern raised by the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine at the time. The first time the aide recalls Hunter Biden's involvement surfacing as an issue was in December 2015. And this is going to be a nice little throwback for you. You're going to remember this one. Oh, we celebrated this almost daily back in these days when the vice president traveled to Ukraine to deliver an anti-corruption speech And the New York Times wrote about his son's role. You see, they heard about it 
on the news. Remember when every single thing in the Obama administration was was littered and attached to that excuse? We heard about it in the news. We had no idea it was even going on until the news told us. The corruption with, with Biden and Ukraine is a part of this larger story Glenn's been going over over the past few weeks. Uh, and it is a, it's an important part, but it's not the entire story. It's the part of the story that very infrequently is talked about in the mainstream media, and that's partially why uh, the Washington Post report from today is, is important. It's not, you know, it's not us saying it. At some point, they're going to have to pick up the things that we're saying. People are talking about it. They're tweeting about it. They're, they're, they're pushing it out there, and, and the, the general population gets control of these stories, and then the, the mainstream media is forced to talk about them. Here is the first known example of an Obama official very specifically testifying that they warned the Biden administration about this corruption and nothing was done because the vice president and his office didn't have the bandwidth to deal with it. It's a fascinating early admission here, and it's just the beginning of this story as we go on. It's a Glenn uh, in for, uh, it's a Stu in for Glenn. Glenn is actually, I, I like to do this whenever I fill in for Glenn, I like to, to make up fake excuses ridiculous excuses as to why he's not in today the best thing about today is i don't have to do that glenn is out because he went to go see lady gaga in concert this is this is not this is not a conspiracy theory this is not something you're going to need to get the washington post to testify on later on glenn beck is out he's missing a day of breaking news where an obama official testified they told biden about this corruption and he didn't deal with it he's out today because he went to lady freaking gaga man just does not care about america this is the glenn beck program so a bunch of burglars had been caught they were asked why are you doing this what made you pick these homes you know what some of them said that they had a right to the nice things in these unprotected homes, that the unprotected homes were basically an invitation. Protect yourself with Simply Safe Home Security. With Simply Safe, trained professionals will be watching over your home 24-7. So if a burglar so much as tries to break in, a deafening siren will let him know, yeah, this is my stuff, and police are already on the way. Plus, Simply Safe's award-winning protection is still just $14.99 a month. And just for you, Simply Safe has a massive deal going on right now. If you go to simplysafebeck.com, you'll get a free home security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. It'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. Get your free security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. All right, so Mick Mulvaney was the big story. Mick Mulvaney, yesterday, uh, the, the media is going crazy over this. Uh, he did a press conference. He came out to talk about, uh, about the quid pro quo, which I, we have to do a montage of quid pro quo mentions because the, the use of quid pro quo in the media was approximately once every six months until about two weeks ago. And now it's 75 times an hour. 
You cannot watch the news for five minutes and get past it without hearing quid pro quo said. And now they're starting to do the thing where they're like, well, that's the quid and that's the quo. We got it. We got it. You're trying to be cute. Quid pro quo. We got it. You're talking about it constantly. The idea here is Mulvaney admitted to the quid pro quo. Let's start here. This is him talking about politics. And is there an influence of politics in foreign policy? This is a, a huge mistake from Mulvaney, and I'll explain why in a second. Here's uh, Mick Mulvaney yesterday. We were holding up money at the same time for, uh, what was it, the Northern Triangle com- countries. We were holding up aid at the Northern Triangle countries so that they, uh, so that they would change their policies on immigration. By, by the way, and this speaks, to a, this speaks to an important, I'm sorry, this speaks to an important point, because I heard this yesterday, and I can never remember the gentleman who tested. Was it McKinney, the guy? Is that his name? From the, I don't, don't know if he name. testified mm-hmm. yesterday. Yes. And if you go, and if you believe the news reports, mm-hmm. okay, because we've not seen any transcripts of this. The only transcript I've seen was Sondland's testimony this morning. If you read the news reports and you believe them, what did McKinney say yesterday? Well, McKinney said yesterday that he was really upset with mm-hmm. the political influence in foreign policy. Uh-oh. That was one of the reasons he was so upset about this. Oh, no. And I have news for everybody. Uh-oh. Get over it. Oh, oh, my. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear what he just said? Get over it? Are you kidding me? Get over it. Politics in foreign policy, uh, that is uh, absolutely unacceptable. He said get over it. He admitted it in front of the entire nation. This is a terrible mistake, my Mick Mulvaney. Um, and a lot of the, you know, the president's defenders are going to tell you he did a good job there. Terrible mistake there. He was actually honest. And you're not supposed to be doing that in Washington. This is, a, this is completely off limits, apparently. You're not allowed to go out there and tell people what actually occurs because who would believe that there was any political interest when it comes to foreign policy? Sure, we're talking about politicians, so you'd think maybe politics would be involved in it. And sure, they all run campaigns and talk about their foreign policy and the politics surrounding it. But when they get into the office, they become pure. They become these clean, crystal clear individuals who nev- have no agendas and never do anything other than just serve. That's the reality of Washington, guys. Of course politics are involved when it comes to foreign policy with every single president since the beginning of time. This is what politicians do. They do politics. Now, politics is not... Politics have a very bad reputation, largely because of politicians. But politics are the the pursuit of, of what you believe the right thing to do is. That's what politics are when it comes to our government. This should not be a surprise. But he went on. He didn't just stop there. He admitted to the crime. Mick Mulvaney admitted to it in front of the country. Huge mistake here by Mulvaney. Once again, here he is talking about the quid pro quo. I'm talking to Mr. Carl. Uh, That is going to happen. Elections have consequences. And foreign policy is going to change from the Obama administration to the Trump administration. And what you're seeing now, I believe is a group of mostly career, politi- uh, career bureaucrats who are saying, you know what, I don't like President Trump's politics, so I'm going to participate in this witch hunt that they're, that they're undertaking on the Hill. Hmm. Okay, that's not the right clip. When we play the, the longer clip, does he have the long clip uh, pulled? It's the one with the quid pro quo. It was the uh, 243 clip, I believe, he pulled uh, earlier this morning. If we talk to 
a little behind-the-scenes baseball here. Let me know if you have that. He talked about uh, having the quid pro quo because that was an important part of this, right? Like, and it was part of the defense initially, right? One of the, the first thing was, oh, well, you know, this was, you know, they weren't talking about this. And then it got to, well, there was no quid pro quo. There was no quid pro quo, meaning they didn't give, they didn't hold back the money for Ukraine in exchange for anything. They held back the money uh, because they thought it was the right thing to do. It wasn't ex- in, in exchange for the uh, investigation of Biden. And uh, do we have the clip or I'll just explain it? Um, basically, he said uh, very... Okay, here we go. Let's hear it. Clearly, you just described is a quid pro quo. It is Uh-oh. funding will not flow unless the investigation... I just said the, this, John Carl. ...the Democratic server mm-hmm. uh, happened as well. We, we, do, we do that all the time mm. with foreign policy. Uh-oh. We were holding up money at oh, the same time for, uh, what was it, the Northern Triangle. There country. it is. Okay, stop. So we do this all the time. There's a quid pro quo. We do this all the time. This is the admission of the crime to the media today. This is the whole case. He came out and he said, first they said no quid pro quo. John Carl said, hey, isn't that a quid pro quo? And he said, yeah, we do it all the time. Now, this is more of a problem with their initial defense, right? Where they said there's a no quid pro quo. I don't know why they said that, especially considering what they knew was on you know, the call and the transcript of the call where, you know, he doesn't, it's not a specific quid pro quo, but he mentions the investigation very closely and it's easy to read that if you want to. Okay, but here Mulvaney actually says it. Yes, we do this all the time. We hold back money all the time for outcomes of policy that we want from foreign countries. And he goes on to explain that, gives multiple examples. Let me give you another example of this. Here's Joe Biden talking and bragging in front of an audience about him engaging in quid pro quo. Listen. Okay. Well, we don't have that either. Wow, this is a good start to the show. We're off to a raging set. This is what happens when Glenn's not here. He's at Lady Gaga right now, and uh, people are just... Uh, the, 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 I think everyone's asleep. Everyone's asleep. The, uh, do we have the video of uh, Biden from... We've played this with Ukraine a bunch of times, where he says... Uh, I think you've heard it before. This audience has already heard this stuff. Uh, it's in the special. Um, but basically, Biden says, yeah, I held back the billion dollars... So that they would fire this prosecutor. He's bragging about it on stage. It's actually the foundation, at least from from my perspective, it was when we kind of got introduced to this Ukraine story in real terms. Because there were always rumors about Biden talking about, you know, uh, his son Hunter and all of the benefits that they got. There's that's always that's always been there. Um, However, it was really escalated when we uncovered and I believe it was John Solomon who initially uncovered it audio and video of joe biden saying he did it he said i will withhold a billion dollars from ukraine unless you fire this prosecutor think about what's being said there i will withhold money unless i get this outcome involving a prosecution in ukraine the accusation against trump is that he was withholding money so that he could get an outcome with a prosecution in ukraine They are nearly identical stories. The difference, of course, being that Biden admitted to it a long time ago, and now it's a massive, huge, mega impeachment story because Mick Mulvaney admitted it yesterday. And I think this is sort of complicated for the average person 
that maybe isn't listening to talk radio every day. You have to put yourself in the perspective of a voter that isn't you. Because you're sitting here listening to this every day. You've heard all these stories. You know all these audio clips. You've been following this stuff. But you're not average. I hate to tell you this. You're way too nerdy for this society, okay? You actually care. Remember the person who said to Ben Franklin, you know, it's a, what have you given us? And he's like, a republic, a republic, if you can keep it. Well, you're kind of trying to do that. That's not everybody else. There's a lot of people watching, you know, a lot of Kardashians. So this is, they don't see these stories and they don't understand every single, ins, every, all the ins and outs here. We all know, uh, we, we know Donald Trump enough. He's been around. He's been one of the most popular and well-known figures in American society for nearly 40 years. This is not some, we know what Donald Trump's like. One of the reasons why he's in office is because we, we like the idea that he's coming out and he's just saying the stuff, right? He's, he's saying all the stuff that people accuse politicians of. Some of it good, some of it bad. He's coming out and admitting it. He's saying, you know what? Yeah, I do this, and yeah, I do that. It's one of the things people really like about him. And I just wish we could skip to the end of the story where we realize that, look, Donald Trump, every interaction he has, he's asking people about uh, Ukraine and what Joe Biden did there. That's probably, that's probably true. Every time he gets into an Uber, he asks the person, hey, you know, hey, what do you know about you, you, you know, Biden and Ukraine? You ever drive him around? Was he ever talking about it? Hey, uh, Taco Bell delivery guy, did you ever talk to – what about you? You over there. How about you, the guy who's fixing his electricity? Did he know anything about, about Biden? Did he say no? That's what Trump does. Can we skip to the end of that story and admit that that's just what's happening here? It's what he cares about. So when, what he cares about is what he talks about. And that's what people like about Trump. And it's hard, I think, for the average person to look at this and say, say wait a minute, it's just us. Why is this happening? Is this true? Is it fair the way the media is treating him? We'll get into that in 60 seconds. All right, let me tell you about Goldline. Whatever changed last week, we clearly still have a very big problem. They are still, the Fed is still bailing out the banks to the tune of $160 billion a day. Why? There's something wrong, and it's, and it's going to affect the entire world. Buckle up, 2020 is going to be an ugly, ugly year. That's why I would like you to consider gold and gold line. You set aside $100 a month, and you can invest in gold or silver bullion. You can get also the free half-ounce silver coin added for your first delivery by calling and asking about the accumulation special. So if you've said, I can't afford it, well, you can, and it'll accumulate, and then you'll have gold, and they'll ship it to you. Just find out if it's right for you. Do your own homework. 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. We all know that politicians and people of power are a little bit different, right? They they have different interests than many of us. I mean, Donald Trump uh, is no exception. He's got way too much gold for my tastes and way too much burgundy. He likes, I don't know, he's, he's really in love with those colors. He's, he's opulent. And I mean, you might be understated. But there are some fundamental things that are true. Everybody wants to help themselves and their family. 
everyone has individual interests. One of the brilliant things that is the foundation of this country is that our founders recognized people have self-interest as a priority. Uh, They realized we are fallible people. We're people that won't be able to be perfect and won't be able to be, we're not, we don't have this weird neutrality on life. We do have personal interests and that's okay. And that's why it's important to empower a market because people all act in their individual interests. And what happens at the end of that? Everyone has to supply the things that are needed. That's why the free market works really well. But everyone wants to help themselves and their family and everyone has to do their job, including the president, including politicians. When those two things align, It's paradise. It's paradise in Washington. Because there's a lot of times you can do things that do align with a national interest, do align with your job, and also kind of help yourself out personally. And if you look at what happened with Joe Biden, that seems like, man, really coincidental. Really coincidental that he just happened to be going after this uh, prosecutor, that happened to be going after this company, that happened to be paying his son more than $50,000 a month. That is kind of an important thing. On the other hand, the media will tell you, well, hey, Donald Trump, he is going after his political opponents. Does it help Donald Trump if Joe Biden gets exposed for what he did in Ukraine? The answer to that is yes. There's no need to deny it. It's true. Did this, is this a political interest for Donald Trump? The answer to that is yes. However, the idea that the, a former vice president was involved in corruption with your tax dollars is also in the national interest. It is, it is an alignment between the national interest, Trump's job, as and holding back money to get things done in other countries is very standard for the president of the United States, as we, we almost played the audio for you from Joe Biden. And that aligned with his political interests. Fundamentally, what's happening with the media is with Joe Biden, they're assuming only the best things. He's a patriotic guy going to fight against corruption. With Trump, they're assuming only the bad side of that equation, that he's only interested in his own political gain. And if you look at that through the me- the prism of the media, you can understand all the coverage, right? If you see this as only a story of Donald Trump going after his political enemies to try to scam America into voting for him, well, of course you think he should be impeached. But is that fair? Is that the way they handled it with Joe Biden? Did they only think about the possibility that his, his son was helped? No, they called him patriotic. And Anderson Cooper was asking him a question uh, in the Democratic debate yesterday saying it was debunked when that's not true at all. This is the mainstream media bias in action, and it is a problem. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Talking about ED isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. 
Just go to GetRoman.com slash America and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. That's GetRoman.com slash America to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash America. Sign up at BlazeTV.com using promo code Glenn to enjoy free speech while it lasts. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Stu in for Glenn. Uh, coming up, we have a bunch on what's going on in Syria, and we have a massive impact to our economy right around the corner, and a bunch more important you know, stories that Glenn prioritized less than a Lady Gaga concert. Those are all uh, coming up here on the program uh, today. First, I want to talk to you a little bit about impeachment here, um, because as you know, the Democrats are, have, have such pure intent. This is not political for them. This is constitutional. The Constitution lives in every Democrat's soul, in the depths of their soul. Every day they wake up and they have their, their, their comforters, on their comforters, in their, in, their, in their beds that are just like yours and don't cost a dime more. It's printed the Constitution. As they wake up, they're forced to read it because it's so ingrained in every cell of their bodies. That is who Democrats are, especially Nancy Pelosi. She takes special care for all of the Botox to not hit the areas where the Constitution is in her cells because she doesn't want to kill off those cells. It's important. It's important to her. Here she is talking about the impeachment process and how she doesn't want to do this. This is, this is not her. She just feels the dramatic responsibility to do it. Listen. Uh, I'm very proud of the work of Count, uh, Chairman Adam Schiff. Uh, again, this is so solemn. None of us came to Congress to impeach a president. That's not what we come here to do. Oh, no. And any such actions are mm. to be taken very solemnly and seriously, very in my solemnly. view, prayerfully. Oh, yes. Oh, see, it's not even. I should have. I undersold it. It's not just in each and every cell. It is in her soul. She's prayerfully impeaching this president. Why do you keep criticizing her? Do you not like religion? What is the problem with you Republicans? Nancy Pelosi does not want to impeach this president, but she feels she must. And I have news for you. No one comes into Congress with the idea that they want to impeach a president. That is not why they do it. Here's Rashida Tlaib from her victory speech on election night. People love you, and you win. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't, because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the (laughs) Wow, that's uh, a little inconvenient. And that's just one of many who supported impeachment before they got into office. They do go to impeach the president. And many of them are doing it specifically for those reasons. And Ukraine is just the latest, greatest, easiest option. The Mueller report didn't work out so well. So we move on. 
to another former Soviet territory. Jason Buttrell uh, is with us. He is uh, Glenn's uh, head researcher, also uh, a host of the uh, Pat Gray Unleashed program this morning. You get that podcast <laughs> right. and, and check it out. Uh, Jason, uh, before we get into Syria, because I want to make sure we, we cover that today, there's some pretty big stuff going on there. I, these news cycles at this point are, are insane. insane. Let's start with uh, Ukraine. Washington Post has a story. If you missed it, it just came out. George Kent, he's a deputy assistant secretary of state under Obama, said that they did go to Biden during the Obama administration and warn him about the conflict of interest and corruption that was going on potentially with Hunter Biden and Burisma in Ukraine. This is the first time we're hearing from an Obama official admitting what we all knew, but also kind of their awareness of it and the fact that they went to Biden and as they as he testified, Biden did nothing about it. Is it how big of a deal is this? I don't what's what's amazing to me is that more I mean there's got to be more people that are going to come forward about this. I mean it's so blatantly obvious that there was a conflict of interest going on as many people have pointed out you can't even have the appearance of corruption. Yeah, and that's in the ethics code for every government employee. Right. So you're telling me that there's nobody in the administration that was like wait a minute, like <laughs> he probably shouldn't be working for this company while the vice president his father is the lead point man in Ukraine. That just smells bad. If, if if anything, but I don't I don't know. Like I, I read that report, and they said that the reason why they didn't bring that, that they didn't bring it up to Biden at the time that hey this looks kind of awful mm-hmm. is because he was dealing with his son Bo at the time. Yeah, and look, that is undoubtedly tragic and horrible. But I don't know that I have a family issue is an excuse available to the vice president of yeah. the United States, right? Like you know, it sucks, and every everybody's human. And yes, it would be very difficult, but he was able to deal with Ukrainian policy through this period. He was able to deal with everything else that we know about in in his job. This is the one thing he couldn't deal with was his own son potentially involved in corruption. (laughs) And you'd think, if anything, you'd have a hyper interest in protecting your, your children in that moment. And, you know, this is not only bad for Joe Biden, it's bad for Hunter Biden. I like the quotes uh, in that article where that this official in this testimony was saying that, you know, we kind of thought that maybe it, it wasn't a good look if we're trying to, you know, teach those Ukrainians that <laughs> to avoid conflicts of interest and corruption when this is happening. It was, I, 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 lo- I, I love that fact. I, I also love the fact that they keep saying, like, look, president, I mean, the vice president did nothing wrong here. Hunter Biden did nothing wrong here. Right. Um, pretty true, really. Well, nothing illegal. At least. Nothing illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that, and that's not really, I, I think, you know, Giuliani and Trump are, might be searching for something else along those lines, mm-hmm. but we've been pretty, you know, I think consistent with that from the beginning is like, we're not saying they committed a crime, no, but we're just trying to shine a light on how ridiculous this is. This is something that, and I guarantee you, there's people on both the left and the right that are furious that this has come out in this way. Mm-hmm. I, they've got to be furious at Joe Biden for being so public with how they went about all this. Because they've been everywhere. Politicians have been lining their pockets for years, for of decades. Course. Yeah. Um, and the families of politicians. And, and that's how they do that's it. That's the family business. Exactly. For a lot of these people. Yep. They, I mean, they, they can't re- align their pockets with, like, they, like, he couldn't send his wife off, you know, to Ukraine. Because that would immediately get reported, and that would be a violation. Yep. But it doesn't, those rules don't hold water for the sons or the daughters or the friends or the family. So convenient. You've got to. The, the Peter Schweizer... Uh, what is uh, Secret Empires? Yes. I believe. Mm-hmm. You have got to read that. It is insane. There is, I mean, and the Biden stuff is really a small portion of the book. Yeah. 
And I can't believe that's the only thing that's getting light right now. But the Obama stuff involving his friends and like his his crusade, it also show you about the climate agenda, which I know you could go all Ooh, year on. Yeah. But it shows about how the at times when uh, Obama was talking about carbon taxes, you know, and everyone was talking about how you know we need to shut down them coal plants and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Biden's fr- friends are investing in these companies that he's saying we need to shut down. Uh, the off drill, offshore drilling. Uh, they, mm. He was like talking, you know, all this all this trash about them. While he's doing that, his friends are investing into those companies. Then when he backed off, all the money they that they uh, that, that, that they dumped into for shares, <laughs> yeah. now all of a sudden they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. This politics this is, is incredibly dirty. This is it's how insane. it works. It's how it works. Let me ask you one more question on this front before we move to Syria. It, over and over again, it's reported that Hunter Biden was receiving fifty thousand dollars a month from uh, Burisma. However, that number is low. Do we know what the real number is? Because there was multiple payments of, what, over $100,000 to Hunter Biden through this time period. Do you know what the number, uh, the actual number is? I don't remember the full number. It seems like we looked at it and it was around two. I don't want to say for sure, but it seems like it was around 200000 Around $200,000. Okay, that's what I remember, too. And this, it's important because people keep throwing this $50,000 a month out, and that's not nothing. That's a lot of money, especially when your job is to work two days a month or two days a year. Isn't it two days a year? I mean, he was only he was only a board member. It wasn't like he had daily responsibilities. Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious he was getting paid for the influence and the appearance of influence. Right. And I I don't I don't I don't know. I I, I don't even know if we know the specific number or not, because like this another thing that Peter Schweizer, you know, found is that. You know, according to bank records, official bank records, he was getting money directly into his bank account from anonymous LLCs in places like Ukraine, uh, China, some very off the wall places like mm. I think Kazakhstan, some other uh, some other stuff. Are you telling me that this guy who had zero experience, uh, zero ability to do this job, and he's getting these anonymous payments from all over the world during that time frame when his dad is engaging on foreign policy all over the world? I'm sorry, that that is ridiculously dirty i don't know if we'll ever find out how much money the biden family actually funneled into their bank accounts during that time Mm. ridiculous amazing all right let's look at uh, syria here uh let me give you this analogy that i heard and it was interesting to me so i'm going to completely steal it i don't remember (laughs) who i'm stealing it from uh so uh, the idea of explaining this whole syria thing was the, the analogy i heard was it's basically like canada is invading north dakota okay Canada is invading North Dakota. The people in North Dakota are hanging out there. They're fighting back now. We were in North Dakota before. We were protecting North Dakota. We pull out. Canada invades North Dakota because they just got to have North Dakota. Okay. Uh, They start fighting. Then we get a ceasefire, which says, okay, the North Dakotans can move out and go to South Dakota. Okay. We're going to give you five days to get to South Dakota. And then Canada is going to move in and have... North Dakota. And at the end of this, Canada kind of gets what they want here. Or in the Turkey, the actual analogy, Turkey kind of gets what they want. They want a 20-mile buffer into Syria because they've had all sorts of problems legitimately with terrorist attacks and things like that. They want to protect their people. They believe they have the right to this land. They want to protect themselves. So we have this ceasefire right now. Hostilities are, are stopping for five days. And the Kurds are going to pull out of these areas, at least the innocent Kurds, right? The people who aren't fighting, at least. And then the warriors are most likely going to stay and fight, and we're going to be right back to bloodshed in a few minutes. Uh, accurate? How does that How does that look to you? I mean, I see what they're saying. Uh, somewhat similar in the fact that uh, I would. I'm assuming they're th- saying that Canada has everything to gain in this. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of this this uh, this ceasefire, 
what happens, right? We if the fighting starts up again, and then we can plausibly say, look, you know, they're fighting. We gave them a chance to get out of there, and they're just still fighting. There's nothing we can do for them anymore. We've given them that chance, and now we're done. Yeah. So Turkey, there's there's a few things that Turkey wants to get out of this, and this is so ridiculously complicated. I'm gonna try and like do what you've seen on network TV, which is make which is not break it down. I'm going to try and do what they don't do, which they never do this in a way that you can understand it at all. All right, let's see. Like you have a PhD or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm going to act really dumb, uh, okay. which is easy for me. And then <laughs> you explain it to me. Have you ever seen... Okay, I'll do my own analogy. Maybe sure. they will do it. So have you ever seen the movie Far and Away with Tom Cruise? <laughs> you have the weirdest references <laughs> to movies. Yes, I saw okay, it. Okay. And I'd forgotten every part about it <laughs> because it was like the least memorable Tom Cruise movie in history. Well, this was... Oh, how dare you, sir? Oh. It was an awesome movie. I love that. So remember what the whole premise, though, was they were trying to get to Oklahoma because I'm not going to screw North Dakota. We're doing Oklahoma okay. on this one. Mm-hmm. So the whole point in, in that one was there was a huge land grab member, and everyone was rushing out there to try and scoop up the land. Okay. So uh, I don't you, remember that at all in this movie. At the end? I, I think I would have told you the movie took place in Ireland. <laughs> it begins there. Okay, it does. Okay, all right, good. All right, good. Okay, the Oklahoma so, land grab. Oklahoma land grab. So basically what's going on right now with multiple different power vacuums, specifically in, nor- in, in northern Syria, is the Oklahoma Sooner land grab. And Turkey are the ones right now. Turkey is Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. They rushed out there and they're planting their flag down in there. And they're saying, look, this is the territory we want. This is basically what they're doing, but they're not telling everyone that. Uh, if you think that those Turkish forces are going to leave, that's that's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. They're never going to send it to send a, put a timetable on when they're going to pull out. I think they're just there that because they're there. Yeah, they want that territory. They want a buffer between them and, and the Kurds. They want this land. They believe it's theirs. Right. And the thing is that the Kurds do not pose an imminent threat to them. So they didn't have to go in and do this. Mm-hmm. They're seeing an opportunity right now, and they took it. Now, I'm not sure what agreements the Trump administration made with Erdogan to, to be able to you know, for, for however Trump was convinced to pull out, but it happened. Mm-hmm. But they are not leaving there anytime soon. And Erdogan, is, Erdogan right now is pr- almost the the rebirth of the Ottoman Empire. I believe he's channeling Ottoman uh, nationalism. I think that that's not the only land that they'll be looking to do. Iraq, look out because you're probably next. Mm. But well, we unless we stop them, and then I guess that's the that's the argument for people who are saying let's stay is we want to stop this advance and you know the other side is saying well we got to get out of here at some point so let's just do it now trump has been saying that this is a brilliant move um his rhetoric aside it actually is a very very smart way hear me hear me out here i don't Mm -hmm. have enough time to explain not too much go ahead but it's a very very smart way to reorient the region how it's naturally been so when i say is russia is an enemy of turkey but this whole thing got them working together. Mm-hmm. Syria is an enemy of Turkey, but they've been working together. Iran is an enemy of Turkey. But now, now if you look at it, the Russians and the Syrians are pointing their guns at Turkey instead of them both pointing their guns at us. It's more of the, the traditional alignment of these countries. Exactly. Which years and years and years of us being there has really upset the balance. Um, the traditional people that are suspicious of one another are now orienting back to the way it should be. All right. Uh, Jason Butcher will have more of uh, that. And we have, uh, we're have we going to talk a little bit about that podcast here in a second as well. It's Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. 
You tired of having pillow fights with your spouse? And I don't mean that kind of pillow fight like we used to with our kids. I mean the fight on who gets the nicer pillow. Usually, the nicer pillow is the one that still has any fluff to it at all. It hasn't turned into a sheet of paper. If you're at my house, that's the my pillow. It is the one that never loses its fluff. Right now, you can get discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers, including their BOGO offer. Buy one pillow, get another one free with the promo code BACK. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including buy one pillow, get the next one free. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio Welcome to the Glenbeck Program. It's Stu in for Glenn. I'm at World of Stu on Twitter. Jason, what's your Twitter thingy? At Jason Buttrell. There you go. You should follow uh, both of us uh, because it's just the right thing to do for America, for, for your future. Um, another right thing to do is Glenn has a podcast coming up this weekend, and it's a big one. It's an exclusive. It is with someone who was there at a lot of these meetings with Ukraine, who saw the corruption firsthand. I've never seen him in- interviewed in this sort of depth. I've never seen him really interviewed much at all. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what the podcast is going to be coming out tomorrow on, uh, on wherever you get your podcasts. So the podcast is with uh, Glenn and Andre Teleshenko. He was a political officer uh, that worked here in the U.S. Embassy. He was also a high-level uh, uh, political officer, also in Ukraine, worked for the uh, prosecutor general and a few other people. He was there at a lot of these things. A lot of the things you're going to hear about in the impeachment inquiry, a lot of the things you've heard about uh, debunked, air-quoted, in, uh, in certain publications like the Post and the New York Times, he was actually there. And it's absolutely baffling. No one was wanting to talk to him. And this. he holds nothing back in this interview. Nothing. Uh, the podcast, wherever podcasts are sold, you can listen to this one. It's coming out tomorrow. You're listening to Glenn Beck. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So George Kent, a deputy assistant secretary of state, testified this week that he was worried that Hunter Biden's position at the firm Burisma would complicate efforts by U.S. diplomats to convey to Ukrainian officials the importance of avoiding conflicts of interest. I wonder why that was a problem. Uh, Sure, the vice president is head of Ukraine policy, and this is a giant Ukrainian gas company. What could possibly be the conflict of interest hiring his son, who had no experience in natural gas or Ukraine? I can't think of anything that could possibly go wrong there. Uh, This is something the Biden campaign is, of course, struggling with. The vice president said he didn't have the bandwidth to deal with the issue when it was brought up to him. Mild problem. And it's also in conflict with what Joe Biden is actually saying. This is Joe Biden from the debate talking about his dealings with Hunter Biden and Burisma. I don't regret any 
No, 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 I don't. And uh, because I never discussed with my son anything having to do with what was going on in Ukraine. That, that's, a, that's a fact. Never discussed it with him. Now, this is at odds, of course, with the, the, with the words of Hunter Biden, who said they did discuss it in passing once. Uh, did not say that they talked about it a lot. Did not say they went into a lot of detail. But basically what Joe Biden said was, hey, Hunter, I hope you know what you're doing on this thing. And Hunter was like, oh, I do. Now, that is a separate issue, right? It's not just the situation where Joe Biden does actually talk to Hunter Biden about Burisma when he said multiple times, not only there, but also in the debate, that he was, uh, that he never said anything to Hunter about this, which is such an impossible strain on any level of credibility. They were on a plane together to Ukraine. What the hell else do you talk about on that plane trip? There's nothing else to talk about when you go to Ukraine. Chernobyl? Maybe? I mean, maybe? I I can't think of... No one... Bizarrely, every single Democrat seems to find a reason to send their children to Ukraine, which is a place where every Ukrainian parent tries to get them out of. Half the country is littered with nuclear waste. The the other half looks like a sequel to Hostel. This is not a good place uh, to, to enjoy a vacation. Yet every single Democratic politician was like, hey, kids, there's a summer camp in Ukraine. I'm thinking it would be a good place for you to go live. The best place, the best thing about it, 50 grand a month or more. So for some reason, this is vacation paradise for every Democrat. It doesn't make any sense. There's no way. I mean, there's no way it's true. Can we get to that point? There's no way they didn't discuss this. He's the head of he's he's the front man for policy on Ukraine. His son has a job at a giant company in Ukraine. Hunter says they talked about it once. That can't possibly be true. They talked about it a thousand times. They talked about the political ramifications of it. They talked about what was actually happening. They probably talked about, you know what? This guy who's going after Burisma on not one um, investigation, but multiple investigations. Uh, that guy, well, he happens to be a guy that we don't really trust that much anyway, so maybe I'll put lots and lots of pressure and make sure he's not going to be in power anymore. You're telling me that didn't come up? I just don't believe it. So far, there's no evidence of that conversation, but I'm just saying as a human being, I don't believe that dad and son went on a 9,000-hour plane trip to Ukraine and what they were doing there never came up. It's just impossible, is it not? Are we not human beings and know how human beings interact? We know that happened. Uh, but we don't have concrete evidence. We don't have the transcript of that conversation. But it seems very, very plausible that that occurred. And let's go on beyond that. Not only is he saying he didn't ask Hunter about it, uh, and Hunter is saying we talked about it once and Joe Biden's question was, hey, you know, I hope you got this. I hope you know what you're doing. He is talking to a man who has had basically a, 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 a series of personal problems that would make Sean Penn embarrassed. This is a guy, Hunter Biden, who I'm sure tries really hard to avoid these things. But there are real people with real problems that have real difficulty dealing with life. And Hunter Biden is one of these people. 
He's had all sorts of drug problems. He's had drug-infused car accidents in rental cars. He left a rental car at Hertz with white powder on the dashboard. This is not a minor mistake. This is happening while he's at Burisma. And somehow, Burisma was like, you know who needs to come here? Do you know who needs to come here with, with, for $50,000 a month or more and be a board member of our company in a country he's never been to with a product he's never dealt with? That guy, the white powder on the dashboard guy, that's the guy. This is blatantly insane. And it shows Joe Biden's judgment that if this story is true, it might actually be worse. If Joe Biden's idea of judgment is to go to his son, who has been, I have a list of 28 individual personal failings that have gone on in Hunter Biden's life that we know of, including when he was buying crack under a bridge, including when he took a cigarette laced with another drug from a random, I believe he called him North African person in a parking lot. That person is the person Joe went to and said, I hope you know what you're doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. Is it not clear that this person does not know what they're doing? This person has tried to manage his life unsuccessfully at every single turn. The idea that you just turn over this random responsibility to not only protect your dad's political future, but also uh, to, to... to, to avoid future allegations of corruption, and also just to be able to get up and tie your shoes every day. None of these things Hunter has been able to be trusted with in his life. And I don't say that as a making fun of him. It's just, he, he, you know what's hard for me? Running a mile. You know what's hard for Hunter? Waking up and not going into rehab. That's his life. That's how difficult it is. He went into rehab, I believe, eight times. Eight times. And dad's question is, I hope you know what you're doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe we get into this. I'm going to give you a little bit of detail here on Hunter Biden. You need to hear the, the events that lead up to him getting this job. Think about offering a job to this person. We'll get into that in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I needed new blinds. I knew I could save a ton of money if I put them in myself, but I was nervous about measuring right and then installing them. That's why I went to Blinds.com. I'd heard their ads on the radio, how they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, but I still had to install them. So I called in my design consultant, Carla. She talked me through it all, from picking the right blinds to installing them. Plus, the online design consultation was free. Samples were free. Shipping was free. My home looks perfect. Thanksgiving is coming up, and now is the perfect time to prepare your home for holiday guests with brand new blinds, shades, or plantation shutters from Blinds.com. It's easy with Blinds.com, and delivery is guaranteed by Thanksgiving or your order is free. Go to Blinds.com now through October 24th for their Buy More, Save More sale and save up to 35%. Plus, get an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply.
All right. Uh, welcome back. It's a Stuart for Glenn of the Glenn Beck program. I kid you not. He went to a Lady Gaga concert, and that's why he's not here. I'm not making that up. Usually I make things up when Glenn is out, and I, I lie to you, and I tell you all sorts of crazy reasons he's not here. This time it's true. He's at a Lady Gaga concert. Full stop. Just wanted you to know. Now, speaking of really irrational personal choices, let's go into Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, this is the guy hired for $50,000 a month. This is the guy trusted in these, in these high-level uh, dealings, billions of dollars on the line in China. This is his history. When he was in college, he started using cocaine. Now, look, we were all in college and used cocaine, I'm sure. This is certainly a long time ago. By the way, I wasn't in college or used cocaine, so I, I'm, I'm perfectly clear from this one. He was in college and he used cocaine. It's one of those things I guess you can excuse, right? Like, in all seriousness, it's not something that I, I know a lot of people who, in, but we, you know, I can think of a couple that I do know who have done that. And it was a long time ago and it was college and everybody tries crazy things in college, apparently. Now, uh, he, got a, uh, he got a laced cigarette, crack. It was laced with crack in college. Now, look, that probably happens to a lot of people, too. You're going to have a regular cigarette. Ah, it's laced with a little crack. It happens. I think he actually tried to make crack into a cigarette was this one, actually. He got crack, didn't know what to do with it, decided to smoke it in a cigarette, and didn't really get high, I believe was his telling. 2001, he's plastered on a train. 2003, he finally realizes, I've had this problem, and I'm not going to drink for 30 days. Okay? And he does not drink for 30 days. Impressive. And then he drinks on day 31. And then he starts over again. He goes 30 days because that's his goal. Gets past his goal. And then on 31, uh, day 31, he does it again. And he says he repeats this over and over and over again. He goes 30 days. I got to get through 30 days. He gets through 30 days. And then on day 31, he blows it. It's like me with a diet. September 2003, he goes into rehab for the first time. Later on, he goes into Alcoholics Anonymous. Then he has a pretty good stretch, about seven years, where he is uh, reportedly sober. And these are all his tellings here. I'm not, I'm not unearthing any, any uh, incidents. In 2010, he has a relapse, has three Bloody Marys. Between 2010 and 2011, he drinks heavily for several months. 2011 goes back to rehab, and that's rehab two. Or three, and it depends if you count AA. I guess that's also kind of rehab. 2013, he gets the shingles. I don't want to even think about the shingles. It really grosses me out. But the point is, he gets the shingles, he gets painkillers, and that sends him back into a, uh, a problem. In May 2013, he stops at a bar, and this is where he gets the laced cigarettes from the North African, which who hasn't had that happen to him. Now, this is all before he started at Burisma. Okay, so, I mean, look, that, you can't even count that stuff. 2013... He has cocaine in his system, and it's found by the military. Now, that's a problem. I will say this. Uh, he says it's because he had a, that lace cigarette from the North African. So it's the North African's fault. We can all blame the North Africans on that test. Then he uh, goes to rehab again, this time in Tijuana, because who wouldn't go to Tijuana to get your rehab? But this is rehab uh, where they're using some illegal substance here in the United States. It's like some controversial probably not scientific rehab where he takes some weird herb in in tijuana uh it's like you know andy kaufman when he was trying to get his cancer cured that's that's basically what we have here then he leaves that rehab and goes where else would you go 
to rehab in Arizona, which is, this is now what, number four or five we're on as far as rehab goes. Around 2015, this is when he's coming home from a devastating funeral. He's going through couples therapy. By the way, he is now at Burisma earning all this money, $50,000 a month. So they hired him with all the stuff I've given you so far. Now he's there and this stuff is happening. He goes to couples therapy. They're talking about how terrible it is. If you drink one more time, you got to move out. He leaves couples therapy and goes and drinks a bottle of vodka. Then he has to move out. In 2015, one of his relapses is actually with the guy from Burisma. He's on his boat doing shots. His relapse is with the Burisma guy. They continue to employ him through this. 2016, he becomes a shut-in. He's very depressed with, his, with the whole situation with his brother has gone on. His relationships are breaking up. And he becomes almost a shut-in. And he, he says himself, I only leave for vodka at this point. February 2016, He's back in rehab. What are we at? Six? Is that six now? Six rehab stints? In June 2016, he goes to Monte Carlo because what a great place for you to visit if you happen to be in rehab six times. Why not go to Monte Carlo? I believe this visit, too, was another conference related to Burisma. And he does what we all do when it's time to go potty. He had cocaine with a guy in the, ba- in the bathroom uh, who was a stranger. Because what better decision-making uh, capability can you have than to snort something off of, of a, bathroom, uh, a bathroom sink counter from a stranger? Why not put some white powder up your nose from some guy you just met in a bathroom? I mean, just forget the cocaine. I don't want to sniff that close to anything in a bathroom. It's a terrible idea in every way. So in fall 2016, he's on his way to rehab Again, which I think would be number seven, something like that. And while he's there, he loses his wallet. Now, this, of course, has happened to everybody. Everyone lost their wallet. Well, he left his on the plane. That's tough, right? You've lost. If you left your wallet on the plane, what are you going to do? Luckily, he also happened to have a credit card in his pocket, which is what everyone does when they have a wallet, which is keep one credit card in your, in your pocket, but leave your wallet somewhere else. This is not something I've ever heard occur, but I've never smoked crack with a North African either. Now, he lost his wallet, but then still finds a way to buy crack, which, again, I'm not that familiar with the uh, financial uh, arrangements with your uh, everyday crack dealer. But I would assume that's a little odd, but maybe he was taking cash advances with his credit card. I I don't know. With over the next week, he goes back and buys crack, as he says, a few more times. Then he gets in a fight at a bar. This is, By the way, all still getting $50,000 a month here from Burisma throughout this entire period. He goes and he uh, has a guy, some guy, I wish I had his name in front of me. It's like, it's like Sloppy Joe is his name or something. It's something like, I, I remember thinking it reminded me of like, uh, like a rapper name, like the Notorious B.I.G. or something. It was like some guy, I think he actually may have been a rapper, a local rapper, and he rescued him because he felt bad for Hunter Biden, some local rapper. And he gets him money to get a rental car. Hunter takes the rental car, is of course on drugs while he's driving it, and crashes it. Hertz says, hey, I guess you know we have a deal where we're supposed to pick people up. 
uh, when they have accidents. So they bring a new car out to him, which he promptly, I believe, crashes again, but certainly returns to Hertz with drugs left on the counter. Uh, uh, the uh, the console. He's got white powder in the Hertz car, along with his his government identification still left in the car after he leaves. The reason he got in the second accident uh, accident is because he believes he hallucinated an owl. I'm not making any of this up. Finally, he has gets divorced. And he goes immediately after the divorce because there's press reports that he had problems with strip clubs. He says, I've never been to a strip club in in many, many years. But what does he do when he sees the reports? He goes immediately to a strip club by his own admission. This does not include any of the personal life sort of stuff that went on with his relationship where he was married. Then he got divorced. Then he started dating the widow of his brother. And then he met a South African woman. And a week later, married her like a couple of months ago from right now. That's this history we're talking about. This guy was trusted with these decisions by a man who wants to be president of the United States. More in 60 seconds. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's the problem growing businesses have. Because of a hodgepodge of business systems, one for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory. If that's you, you know it's a mess and it takes up way too much time and too many resources. And that hurts your bottom line. NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud-based business management software that gives you visibility and control. And that's what you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, HR, all of it from your desktop or your phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Companies that use NetSuite grow three times faster than the S&P 500. Right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at NetSuite.com slash Beck. That's NetSuite.com slash Beck. To download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits, NetSuite.com slash Beck. There was a simple question put to the former vice president last night. You put out a statement Sunday that no one in your family, if you are elected, can be on any boards. If it's not okay with your president, why was it okay when you were vice president? He evaded that answer just as conspicuously to my mind. As Elizabeth Warren evaded the question about taxes for Medicare for all. If he thinks this question is going to go away, it might be right for the primaries. Maybe the Democrats are not going to harangue him on this. I know someone who will. The President of the United States. Mm-hmm. You better come up with an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Democrats have to be struggling with that right now. You have to come up with an answer. Uh, and, it, and you want to talk about, uh, you know, I, I brushed over the whole situation where he is dating the widow of his brother who passed away from cancer and that went on for a while and they broke up eventually now he's remarried to somebody else that he knew for a week but but the that whole situation in in the story you know when this happened there was an everyone was like well gosh what does joe biden what does the family think about this this has got to be very weird and they released a very nice statement we're happy that they're together and and they're, and they're making each other happy it's a very difficult situation I guess what happened, though, is that was kind of the first time they heard about it when it was reported in the media. They actually didn't know what was going on. Imagine getting that call. By the way, uh, son A is dating the widow of son B. 
that's not a comfortable situation. I will say, like, looking at this, I, I do not respect Joe Biden as a presidential candidate. As a dad, he seems very misled on on what to do with his kids but he does seem to really love his family like to an extent that is getting him in trouble (sighs) and he's just one of the candidates there's a heck of a lot more to talk about he's the moderate remember that wait till you hear what bernie sanders has just proposed and the cost of it you are not going to believe it doesn't even sound like a real number we get to that in a minute it's Stu and for glenn on the glenn beck program I needed new blinds. I knew I could save a ton of money if I put them in myself, but I was nervous about measuring right and then installing them. That's why I went to Blinds.com. I'd heard their ads on the radio, how they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, but I still had to install them. So I called in my design consultant, Carla. She talked me through it all, from picking the right blinds to installing them. Plus, the online design consultation was free. Samples were free. Shipping was free. My home looks perfect. Thanksgiving is coming up, and now is the perfect time to prepare your home for holiday guests with brand new blinds, shades, or plantation shutters from Blinds.com. It's easy with Blinds.com, and delivery is guaranteed by Thanksgiving or your order is free. Go to Blinds.com now through October 24th for their Buy More, Save More sale and save up to 35%. Plus, get an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. Glenn Beck, an oasis of sanity in the postmodern wilderness. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. It's Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program at World of Stu on the Twitters. Um, Glenn's going to be back on Monday. We've been looking at some of the Democratic proposals. We obviously had the debate this week, and uh, there's a little bit of a competition going back and forth as to how uh, how much government is going to grow, how many of these new policies are going to uh, go into effect, and how much it's going to cost us. Kind of a famous thing going back with with Elizabeth Warren, who will not admit that she's raising taxes on middle uh, class people, which is so weird and awkward and strange. She has this red line or something that she doesn't want to give a commercial to Republicans, and she's so bad at avoiding and being evasive that she just winds up repeating herself over and over again with that deer in headlights look that she gets. And this is the type of thing that Donald Trump is going to expose in a dramatic way in a debate if she actually becomes the nominee. But let's get, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's talk for a minute about. Bernie Sanders and his proposals and Brian Riedel is with us he's a senior fellow at Manhattan Institute and this is a guy who Brian you know you're not some crazy person here you're a person that uh you're not some partisan conservative you're looking at these things and you're saying what are the costs to the to the extent that even Vox has printed your analysis on many of these policies Hi, Stu. Yeah, when I decided to add up the cost of everything Bernie Sanders was offering, which, by the way, is difficult because every time you finish, he proposes something new. (laughs) Um, To the extent that it was possible, I relied on Bernie's own numbers. I relied on the Congressional Budget Office. I relied on the existing information. I wasn't, you know, trying to to do some right-wing agenda 
cook the numbers. I said, for, for all proposals, let's, let's first look for Bernie's data. And if Bernie's data is not available, let's look for the Congressional Budget Office. And only then, if there's no score, I will ballpark my own score for a proposal, but then I'll walk the reader through how I calculated it so that they could they could put in their own score if they want. And it's very detailed, your breakdown here. Uh, we're going to tweet out the article, make sure that everybody can read the full detail. But let's start from the, the bottom, and we'll build to the actual total cost here, because it is, it's almost to the point where you think it's a made-up number. We're almost there. Uh, here we go. Starting with um, public school teacher salaries, that's an easy, low-cost expense. How much is that going to cost us over the next decade? Sanders wants to spend $400 billion over 10 years ensuring that all public school teachers earn at least $60,000 a year from day one. Okay. All right. That's easy. I mean, $400 billion is almost nothing these days. Uh, how about um, more education spending? This is from K to 12. That is $800 billion, uh, just general <laughs> expansions across the board. Did he make any, 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 any specificity as to what he's spending this on? Uh, a lot of it would be Title I, low-income grants. A lot of it would be special education. Uh, a lot of it would be typical government uh, special interest handouts for teachers who, who implement policies the Bernie Sanders way. Mm, okay. Now, we know eventually we're going to get to Infrastructure Week. Uh, we know it's around the corner at any time. Bernie's got a nice big Infrastructure Week going on if he becomes president. How much does that cost us? $1 trillion. All right. Now we're at, uh, what, $2.2 trillion. This is nothing. Not a big deal at all. Okay, next up. It, it's nothing. It's only the cost of the Republican tax cuts that were supposed to end the world. Oh, yeah. I re- that's right. They and Has the world ended yet? I have not been keeping track. No, no. But remember, remember when mm-hmm. $2.2 trillion was, was, was more money than, 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 than you could imagine two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, now, now it's meh. What's, that's nothing. Yeah, I have a theory that the, the tax cuts and net neutrality that were both going to end the world canceled each other out, and that's why we're still alive. Yeah, uh, that's just, just a theory, though. Okay, um, paid family leave uh, is another big one. Popular proposal. People really seem to like it. How much does that cost? $1.6 trillion. <laughs> so now that's, now we're at $3.8 trillion, if I'm keeping this uh, scorecard correctly. Um, explain the Bernie Sanders housing proposal, because it's pretty freaking exp- expansive. It's $2.5 trillion. <laughs> Um, it's pretty vague. Uh, Ber- the the two point five trillion dollars comes from Sanders himself, but it, it it's a way to basically guarantee low income housing for all. Uh, he doesn't really specify that much how he would do it, other than there would be huge grants to states to 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 build build more houses and and guarantee housing for all, paid for by you, the taxpayer. Mm. Now I I know Bernie's got a bunch of houses, but the two point five trillion isn't actually coming from Bernie himself. He's not paying. Out of his own pocket for this, of course. Oh, heavens no, okay. you're paying. <laughs> All right, I want to make sure, because I knew Bernie had some cash. I did not know he had $2.5 trillion. All right, so now we're at uh, $4.1, $5.1, uh, $6.3 trillion. Uh, what's, the, what's the total, what would the total budget be for, for uh, you know, the United States over this period? Do we know? Well, the baseline, well, over the next 10 years, the federal government is going to spend $60 trillion. Okay, so we've already total. spent an additional seven, so we're already up over 10%. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have the expansion of Social Security. Yes, Social Security is going bankrupt, and Sanders wants to put more money <laughs> so that it can go bankrupt faster. Um, <laughs> that's higher benefits, uh, higher benefits at the bottom. 
let's redistribute even more money upward to wealthy seniors than the current system already does. And that costs how much? That is about one point eight trillion. Yeah, one point eight trillion. Unbelievable. Okay, so we're at one point eight trillion, and we haven't started getting into the big stuff yet. This is we are still at the bottom of this budget uh, for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, we're worried about, about eight trillion, which used to be an impossible amount of money, and now it's a rounding error. Amazing. Okay, so now Bernie wants to make sure that people have a living wage. This is a big problem for Bernie. He wants to make sure people are making $15. What's that? Did we skip education or did we skip our college education? Oh, okay. Sorry. College free. He wants free. I did skip that one. Free college education. What's that cost? $3 trillion (laughs) to uh, pay off everybody's student loan in America Mm. and guarantee that every public college is free moving forward. Um, Of course, the private colleges would not be free, and they would be completely hammered by this policy because everyone would just stampede to the free public colleges. Right. The the private schools would would be decimated. That's about $3 trillion. So so I I just skipped $3 trillion. Please forgive me, but it was just, you know, I didn't see it sitting over there. There was a big pile. I didn't even realize what it was. So an extra $3 trillion over in the corner. We're now up to $11.1 trillion. Now, and I will say, too, uh, one minor thing about this free college thing that I, I don't hear uh, tossed around that often, the value of college to an individual goes down when everyone's going, right? Like, there's, you're, not, you're no longer separating yourself for high-level jobs if every single person is going for free. Then it comes back to a merit-based system, which we were supposed to have anyway, but you've just wasted multiple trillions of dollars figuring it all out. Right, you go from standard K-12 to standard K-16, mm-hmm. and, and academic standards are going to be lower in order because schools aren't going to want all these new people flunking out, especially with the, that'll cost them their government money. So, yeah, I mean, they're just going to lower standards, and we'll all have our standard K-16, through and you'll have to find different ways to signal to an employer that you know what you're doing. Hmm. All right, now we're going to get to the $15 an hour, full benefits, everybody out there. Uh, and I've heard that this may cause up to something like 50% of all people to be employed by the government, which would be a, an interesting uh, proposal. How much does this cost, though? It has to be massive. This is one where I had to walk the reader through my own estimate because nobody has, has really costed it out. But by my estimate, guaranteeing everybody who wants one a $15 an hour job plus full benefits would cost $30 trillion over the decade. <laughs> And that's probably an underestimate. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of money. How, why is it an underestimate? Because the numbers that we used um, are based on a $56,000 per person cost that a, a liberal think tank came up with that was based on only paying $11.83 per hour. Bernie wants to pay 15 We also wow. assume that only half – you're not just going to get the unemployed – join this program right you're going to get everybody who's currently making less than 15 dollars an hour is going to want in yet i only assume half of the people who would get a raise actually quit their job and go into this wow Nor do i account for a recession or anything else like that where you're going to get even higher enrollment so i mean you, you could actually it could be double the 30 trillion if everybody who would actually get a raise from this 
and would take advantage of the fact that you can't be fired. This is a new job that you can't be fired from, no matter how lazy you are, mm-hmm. and that you get 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> I mean, if everybody who would get a higher raise joined, it would actually be about $60 trillion. <laughs> so I'm going to put that on the side, an extra $30 trillion that may be in cost. Because everything, and I, I'm glad you brought that up, because it shows how detailed you are here. This is not you're trying to inflate these numbers. You're actually undercutting them by a lot. Um, and I will say the quality of work you're getting out of a person that you're paying $15 an hour for that cannot be fired no matter how bad they are at the job, it's not going to be a high quality of work. Well, and think of the effect on the economy in terms of productivity. We're going to have mm. people quit their private sector jobs to move into government make-work jobs mm. that were created just to keep them busy and that they can't be fired from. And we're going to put, by my estimate, uh, 45 million workers into these make-work community service jobs. Think of what that's going to do to the productivity in the economy. I mean, you're, you're, going to have, you're going to have an immediate recession. All right. It's incredible. We're up to $41.2 trillion at least. Now we have the biggest challenge that we fight as a, as a planet, uh, global warming, climate change. Obviously, Bernie's got to dish a bunch of cash at that. How much is he going for? promised $16.3 trillion over 10 years to, to save the planet. I think he's channeling uh, the Green New Deal in Congress. <laughs> I mean, and that's what he's admitting to. We all know that he's going to spend more than everything he's admitting to because every government official, Republican and Democrat, does that. Uh, so we're up to now uh, $57.5 trillion. How much is the entire budget projected to be for the next 10 years again, Brian? Six, $60 trillion. Hmm. So we're basically now doubling the entire budget. Um, And you may notice I have not mentioned one more thing, which is Medicare for all. Medicare for all. It's not Medicare for all who want it. It's not a public option. It's eliminating private insurance and giving uh, free health care to every single person, quote unquote, free health care to every single person over a 10 year period. What's the cost of that? If you even ask Bernie Sanders, he now concedes up to 40 trillion dollars over 10 years. $40 $40 trillion over 10 years. Yeah. So now we are at, you want to give the, the big final number here, uh, the Brian? The total cost of the Sanders agenda, using mostly his own numbers, is $97.5 trillion over 10 years. We are about to, co- co- uh, to cross the $100 trillion barrier for just new proposals. Remember, this is in excess of the $60 trillion we're already planning on spending, which is always underestimated. We're going to take $60 trillion, add on another $97.5 trillion, plus I would argue your number uh, to the high side is going to be more accurate with the jobs, which yeah. would add another $30 trillion. We're at $125 trillion, $127 trillion. Brian... How long until we have to teach America what the word quadrillion means? Yeah, we're, you know, we're heading that direction. There's an old joke that, you know, he, by, by the time we get to the Iowa caucuses, Bernie's going to be spending 100% of GDP at the rate he's going. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, I'm sure he'll, pop, he'll top $100 trillion soon. Because every time I would finish this dumb article, Bernie <laughs> would propose something new, and I would have to redo my numbers. <laughs> Brian Riedel from the Manhattan Institute. We were going to tweet this whole article out. You can see all the details. It is absolutely fascinating to go through this, because 
wait till you i mean i wish we had more time with you because we going through the numbers comparing it to other countries he says he's a european socialist he's far exceeding anything that's happening in europe as far as spending goes uh read all about this uh in brian Riedel's great article he's at brian underscore r-i-e-d-l on twitter brian thanks for coming on the program thanks a lot Stu. You tired of having pillow fights with your spouse? And I don't mean that kind of pillow fight like we used to with our kids. I mean the fight on who gets the nicer pillow. Usually the nicer pillow is the one that still has any fluff to it at all. It hasn't turned into a sheet of paper. If you're at my house, that's the my pillow. It is the one that never loses its fluff. Right now, you can get discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers, including their BOGO offer. Buy one pillow, get another one free with the promo code BACK. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products including buy one pillow get the next one free enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio special If you're just joining us, uh, you missed the breakdown of Bernie Sanders' policies. We'll tweet the uh, article from at World of Stew. But uh, the overall summary here, $97.5 trillion over the next decade, Bernie Sanders has already promised. That's on top. You've got to add on to that an extra $30 trillion from his job program that is almost definitely guaranteed. Then you've got to add on the $60 trillion we're already spending, plus another $30 trillion in non-federal sources bringing the spending for the next 10 years to $214 trillion. It's more than 70% of the entire GDP of this country. Now, in Europe, uh, uh, Finland is the highest spending at 57%. So we'd be way past any country in Europe, and the average is only 43%. So we're almost double Europe. We're also talking about a $113 trillion budget deficit at least it doesn't include some of the additional costs and Sanders tax proposals will give you less than 20% of that. That's including massive tax hikes, but I do have ways to, to, to bridge the gap and there are ways to do it. Uh, the New Jersey division of taxation has helped us out with this one. And this is something you need to know this Halloween season. This is true. I'm not, they actually tweeted this pumpkins used for decoration are subject to sales tax. Pumpkin used for food is not. So if you go buy a pumpkin and you say, I'm going to eat this pumpkin, you get to skip the sales taxes. But if you say, I'm going to use this pumpkin as a jack-o'-lantern, then you are going to have to pay the sales tax. And I think the way to bridge the $97.5 trillion gap we have is make sure even the food pumpkins are taxed. If we just do that, that will raise $100 trillion by my Bernie Sanders estimates. And everything will be fine. I don't know if a lot of people will be buying pumpkins, uh, but everything will be fine, I promise. It's Stu and for Glenn at the program, who's at a, he's at a Lady Gaga concert. 
You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I want to talk to you about the two million burglaries that are reported every year. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have security. I mean, burglaries are happening all the time. And I think the reason why people don't have a security system in their home is because the security companies suck. They got all kinds. You've got people coming into your house. They're going to drill holes in your wall. Hello, Mr. 1972. That's why Simply Safe is just tearing this business apart. It is growing so incredibly fast, and it is the best in industry. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print, no drilling holes or stringing wires. Around-the-clock monitoring is $15 a month, and you can cancel any time. When other home security systems are triggered, police assume it's a false alarm and it goes to the bottom of the list. But with using Simply Safe and their video verification technology, they can visually confirm that the break-in is happening. And that gets the police there from 45 minutes instead to 7 minutes. Simply Safe. They have a huge deal going on right now at simplysafe.com/glen. You'll get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value and you'll get the 24/7 monitoring and video evidence if somebody's trying to get into your house. So get your free HD security camera at simplysafe.com/glen. That's simplysafe.com/glen. Uh you know, you know, Lady Gaga is apparently like an actually very talented musician. Um, you know, like classically trained and can play a million instruments and can sing and and all these things. And apparently can act, too. I did not see the movie. Apparently she's a good actress as well. I, are you allowed to call people actresses anymore? Is it actor? Everyone's an actor now. Um, b- uh, but uh, the fact that Glenn is going to Las Vegas to see her just cracks me up. This is a real thing. I'm hoping he... I tried to goad him into posting things in social media about it. You know, just like going on and saying like, okay... Uh, make sure you post like some updates with you at the concert. I just want to see him like dancing to Lady Gaga, and then at some point, Lady Gaga's got to look down and like he's got like front row tickets. He bought them at some charity auction, so he spent like ridiculous amount of money to go see Lady Gaga. And at some point, Lady Gaga is going to look down at that front row and just see Glenn's Glenn Beck's face looking up, singing along all the words that he was born this way. That's going to be oh, let some camera catch it. Just please, I asked you. I, I'm asking for one simple thing here. <laughs> Let some camera catch that moment. It's uh, Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Back with more in a second. You know, sometimes life gets in the way of what's actually happening. I believe it was the philosopher Ferris Bueller who said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. It's true, you know, what Ferris said. And it is one of those things that I think affects all of us. We get in the middle of these huge news stories, these huge news cycles, and we sometimes miss massive things. Things that we should be all either celebrating or, or be horrified by. Things that define an era. Things that people look back on later on 
and say, hey, remember when that happened? You know, uh, the just the most massive events at, at the time don't always seem so massive. You know, when something that you depend on collapses in horror, you know, it, it kind of in the middle of a news cycle like this, you could lose something. And I think when, when these things happen, we need to focus on them a little bit and understand the historical context. I mean, if you can think about like, you know, we now look back at new Coke collapsing, right? They bring in new Coke. Oh my gosh, it's a horror show. Uh, then classic Coke comes back. They finally call, start calling it Coke 2 for some reason, which was a really weird uh, moment. And then they get rid of it. Crystal Pepsi comes out, right? It's this big thing, millions of dollars of advertising, and then it's just gone. One day, tens of thousands of employees of Bennigan's went to work to serve people Monte Cristo sandwiches and the doors were locked and the company had gone bankrupt and basically every Bennigan's closed unexpectedly from one day to the next. Just gone. Now you might think not Bennigan's might not be that big historically, but uh, it is responsible for much of my weight gain from back in those days. The Monte Cristo was a devastating sandwich. I mean, you got, you, you're, you've got ham, turkey, two types of cheese, the three pieces of bread. So you got kind of a Big Mac setup. And then all of that you're taking and you're going to dip it in batter. Then you're going to pop that puppy into the deep fryer. Then it's going to come out of the deep fryer. You're going to sprinkle the top of it with powdered sugar. And then they're going to give you on the side because that's not enough. They're going to give you on the side a little bit of raspberry jam to dunk that thing in. I mean, that was like a, that was like a month of constant Thanksgivings in one meal. Somehow that place closed in America, which they must have been really crappy businessmen. I remember growing up, uh, and uh, I lived a very difficult life, uh, a difficult childhood in suburban Connecticut. And I remember, though, the one place of paradise down uh, the highway, which I thought was paradise. You know, now when I drive through it, it's, it's just East Haven, Connecticut. But uh, in East Haven, Connecticut, they had right next to each other a Toys R Us and a place called Child World. Now, these were competing toy stores right next to each other. Toys R Us and Child World. And Child World was this really cool t- toy store, and it had like a panda as its, as its mascot. And I assume with a name like Child's World, the, the CEO was probably like Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know who... I, it was... Looking back at it, it's a strange thing. But it was right next to Toys R Us, and then one day it wasn't. One day it was just Toys R Us. And Child World had closed. It was a devastating moment of my childhood. And then I passed that devastation of capitalism to my son and daughter this past year when every Toys R Us closed. It was brutal. It's historic. And that's the way we need to look at the utter, spectacular collapse of Beto O'Rourke. I want to pay, think of how significant this is. This is not something you look back at and who is that guy? This is a cataclysmic destruction of one's own career in front of our very eyes. We've all been able to witness it, to soak it in over the past year. And I can tell you it's particularly tasty in Texas. Oh, it's delicious here in Texas. It's Monte Cristo at Bennigan's Delicious here in Texas. Beto O'Rourke, this candidate that 
Can you even remember the time he was surrounded by constant fawning media coverage? This was the golden child. This is the guy who, on the cover of, what was it, Vanity Fair, said, I was the chosen one. I was, I was, I was born for this. About himself. That Robert Francis O'Rourke, that Bob Frank O'Rourke, is now, has now just dropped to the levels where it's almost impossible to be embarrassed further. He launched into this campaign, people don't remember this, in second place behind only Biden, who wasn't in the race yet. He was right there, 15%. Him and, uh, and Sanders were right there at the top. And now he might not even make the next debate. In fact, I don't think he's going to unless things change dramatically. And I, He's not been able to do that so far. He's shown no ability to be able to change his own fortunes. Theranos was a company that said they invented this blood testing, uh, this blood test that could detect all these dozens of diseases at the same time in one drop of blood. It was a massive development in medical technology. Huge people, statesmen, even General Mattis was on the board of this company. It was huge. Everybody believed they had this technology. It went to a $9 billion corporation. And then everyone said, oh, wait a minute. Can we see the technology in action? Because you haven't really showed us that it works yet. And whistleblowers inside the company said, yeah, this doesn't actually work. We're just sending the test out to another company. Bottom line is they're now bankrupt and there's charges all over the place. They never even had the ability to do these tests. A $9 billion company down the drain. I don't even think that approaches what has happened with the Beto O'Rourke campaign. This guy is flailing about so pathetically right now. And for some reason, he continues to campaign. Why does he do this to himself? Why does he do this to his family? Why does he do this to America? It's almost impossible to understand. It's almost as possible to understand as to why his name is Beto and not just Robert. We go in to some of the specifics and and the way he's handling this utter historic cataclysmic attack on his ability to win this campaign. His campaign is, I mean, it is toast. Toast. But he continues to try, and with every increasing percent of desperation, he becomes more and more entertaining. It's Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Back with more in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's the problem growing businesses have. Because of a hodgepodge of business systems, one for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory. If that's you, you know it's a mess, and it takes up way too much time and too many resources, and that hurts your bottom line. NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud-based business management software that gives you visibility and control, and that's what you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, 
and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, HR, all of it from your desktop or your phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Companies that use NetSuite grow three times faster than the S&P 500. Right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Beck. That's netsuite.com slash Beck. To download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits, netsuite.com slash Beck. It's doing for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. What could be more embarrassing than the utter collapse of the Beto O'Rourke campaign? Now, there are some things you could suggest and I might be able to go with you on. Like, for example, uh, an adult uh, male, say 55 years old-ish, uh, going to a Lady Gaga concert in the middle of a big news cycle. That could be something that maybe you'd say is more embarrassing than the collapse of Beto O'Rourke. Not saying Glenn Beck did that. Or is doing that right now. That's where he is. But he'll be back Monday. And please let him know you knew where he was. But Beto has done something in excess of just destroying his own career and his pathetic campaign. And that's what makes Beto so special. Robert Francis O'Rourke also has started to damage in a serious way the Democratic Party and their chances to get rid of Trump. Now, you might say, well, how could he do that other than winning and then being an easy uh, opponent for Trump? And that is, of course, the, be- the best way he could do it because <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he'd have any chance. This is a guy who's running a, a campaign based on his electability, and the only thing anyone knows him for is losing to Ted Cruz who, I don't know if you remember, lost to Donald Trump. So this is not a good argument from Beto. However, I will say this. He is doing the Republican Party massive favors right now because in his flailing, in his, uh, in his desperation, in his moment of job-seeking for his MSNBC gig, he started to admit all the things that the Democrats want to do. And this is something the Democrats are very careful to avoid. Bernie Sanders sometimes does it. Elizabeth Warren sometimes does it. But, but Beto's going into weird territory, territory you're not supposed to touch if you're a Democrat. For example, removing the tax deduction from churches if they don't, his words, support gay marriage. Now, how you would implement a policy like that is, is beyond me. Uh, what do you mean if they support it? Like, what does that mean? You know, I mean, is it, is it something where they had to give money? Is it something where they, what if they had volunteers? What if they have people that go to the church who don't like it? What if the, the pastor says it's wrong and he says something and tries to quote the Bible and make that case? All of those people now can't get their tax deduction. But people who support your interpretation of faith, your interpretation of what's right, those people will not have to pay taxes. That is absolutely not how the country works. It's not how the Constitution works. It's not how the First Amendment works. It's not how anything works. It's not how none of this works that way. No one thinks it works that way. Beto knows it doesn't work that way. But he's saying it to try to win over the left-wing activists. He's taking, he's staking out that ridiculously left-wing position. 
The problem is, of course, everybody on stage, with possibly a couple of exceptions, almost everybody on stage believes the same thing. They all want no tax deduction for those churches, too, but they didn't want to tell you that. They wanted to target you like Obama targeted Chick-fil-A, like Obama targeted uh, the, the, the Catholic hospitals that didn't want to give abortions. They wanted to come up with a reasonable way. They didn't want to tell you it was about your support or non-support of gay marriage. They didn't want to tell you it was because you're pro-life. They wanted to figure out a way. No, no, no. It's about women's health care. It's about access to medication. They, he's, he's defusing all of their BS arguments. And now it's not just us as people who care about the Constitution that are upset about this. It is the other side. It's Democrats that are saying, whoa, 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 Beto. We know you're desperate, but don't screw us up. Don't screw us over. We know your plane is going to crash. Don't, ca- don't, don't crash it into our campaign locations. You know, when you're flying your plane and you realize it's going down, you aim for an empty field. You don't aim for the city. And that's what Beto O'Rourke seems to be doing. Then there's the gun confiscation plan, where he's going to, uh, damn right, we're going to we're going to get your AR-15s. This is something where what does he get out of this? A T-shirt, a little bit of fundraising. He was very very sure of himself. Thought this was a great gig. Did he get any boost in the polls? No, because anyone who's smart enough to actually understand English is not going to believe it's a constitutional plan. It absolutely is not. Uh, but. You're also, once again, admitting the thing that Democrats don't want you to admit. Even uh, the New York Times, uh, talking about this, had to admit that this was a policy that only very recently the Democrats would blame on NRA fear-mongering. Oh, no one's coming after your guns. Do we have that montage by any chance? Uh, This is from the other day. No one's coming after your guns. It's no big deal. It's not a big deal at all. No one's coming after your guns. That's, that's Republican fear-mongering. You don't have to worry about that. They used to say this all the time. No one's going to come and take my gun. No one's going to take anyone's gun. Are you suggesting that the notion that uh, we are creating a plot to take everybody's guns away so that we can impose martial but, law but there's certainly a, is lot of a conspiracy? Yes, there's, that is a conspiracy. They want to create the fear that the government is actually going to come after guns because that helps sell more guns, and it has across the country. This is why the NRA puts up videos that try to scare Americans. They go to emotions. They go to fear. You know, uh, people want to take away your guns. Nobody wants to take away people's guns. So there is no ban on guns. No one's banning the gun. No one's taking my shotguns. So uh, a lot of conservatives say, oh, these uh, libs, they want to get rid of all the guns. Please, please do not, you know, if some of you, you know, are watching certain television stations or listening to certain radio programs, please do not believe this notion that somehow I'm out to take everybody's guns away. And I'm not here to repeal the Second Amendment. I'm not here to take away your guns. Now, if you own an AR-15, keep it. Continue to use it responsibly. (laughs) Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. So to to gun owners This is amazing. That's Beto O'Rourke. You heard the last one. There's a bunch more clips here, but we don't have time to get to all of them. But that's Beto at the end. You hear him say, ah, if you've got an AR-15, just use it responsibly. Hell yes, we're taking your AR-15. 
This man's insane. And this is what separates him from all of the other failures here. He's a guy that actually had a chance. He, was, he had his 15%. He had his glowing media. And he's collapsed. And he's now not only collapsing himself, he's collapsing the Democrats as a whole. That's what separates him from Bennigan's and, uh, and Toys R Us and Theranos. All of these things. This guy's more like Enron. This is a guy, one of the biggest companies in the world, and now he's collapsing. And not only is he collapsing, he's taking down the economy with him. This is how bad this is. Beto O'Rourke, period, failure, period. I don't know if he wants to use it for his new campaign slogan, but he can. It's there if he wants it. Back in 60 seconds. So a bunch of burglars had been caught. They were asked, why are you doing this? What made you pick these homes? You know what some of them said? That they had a right to the nice things in these unprotected homes. That the unprotected homes were basically an invitation. Protect yourself with Simply Safe Home Security. With Simply Safe, trained professionals will be watching over your home 24-7. So if a burglar so much as tries to break in, a deafening siren will let him know, yeah, this is my stuff. And police are already on the way. Plus, Simply Safe's award-winning protection is still just $14.99 a month. And just for you, Simply Safe has a massive deal going on right now. If you go to simplysafebeck.com, you'll get a free home security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. It'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. Get your free security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. So we're finishing up with, I mean, the Beto O'Rourke thing is amazing. But I want to talk, talk quickly about this whole interaction with Bill O'Reilly. We touched on this yesterday when Bill was on the show. Fascinating how these campaigns lie. I mean, it's fascinating what they think they can get away with. Beto O'Rourke comes out and he says he's, he's talked to someone uh, that she works four jobs and she's living in her car and she is, uh, she is uh, taking care of her uh, special needs child. You know, the typical politician uh, story, a really sad story, and this is why my policies, I only I can solve it, right? They all made fun of Trump for saying that, and then they all basically do it anyway. O'Reilly called him out on Twitter and said, Beto says he met a woman working four jobs and raising a special needs child. I don't believe him. Sorry. Now, of course, Beto, in his desperation, this is where he is, wants to make a big deal of it on the Twitters. And he gets, look, I will say, 55,000 retweets that I saw, at least. This was, if you read any story about this uh, particular interaction, the word dunk will be in it. It'll be, Beto O'Rourke dunks on Bill O'Reilly. This is what his response was. To, to Bill's tweet, this is her. Her name is Gina. Her daughter's name is Summer. The problem with our economy is she has to live in her car, while a disgraced TV host like you makes millions. Now, of course, Beto is worth millions of dollars. He already makes a lot of money. His wife's dad is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, at least tens of millions. The guy's set for life. And he's, of course, going after Bill's money because Bill's this evil rich guy. But beyond that, they, they actually went, I think it was CBS that actually looked into this. And they said, 
hey, you know, of course, uh, Bill is a, is a terrible person and he loses this interaction because that's how everybody reported it. But she is real and here are her, her jobs. And they listed not four, but five jobs. So first of all, I think Bill O'Reilly's already won the interaction. He said uh, he didn't believe her, uh, that she had four jobs and she had five. So right there, he wins. But beyond that, what are the five jobs? The five jobs are as follows. One, she cleans her friend's house once a week. Now look, house cleaning is a legitimate job. She's cleaning one home, and that's a legitimate thing. But it's not a full-time job. It's like you think of someone working 120 hours or 140 hours because you're working four jobs, right? Number two, she, for one hour a day, takes care of her daughter. Now, that's parenting. I, I, I assume she probably takes care of her daughter the other hours of the day, too. But she apparently only gets paid for one hour of the day. But because of some benefit program, she gets paid for that care, which might be great. But I don't know if you can count it as a job. Then her other three jobs are DoorDash and two other DoorDash similar programs, like, I don't know, Grubhub and Uber Eats, let's say. You can't count that as three separate jobs. They're the same job, okay? If you go, if you take an Uber, you almost definitely will have the person with an Uber and a Lyft at the same time. They're not working two jobs at the same time. It's just another ridiculous lie from a politician, but what else would you expect from a guy who named himself Beto? You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's the problem growing businesses have. Because of a hodgepodge of business systems, one for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, if that's you, you know it's a mess, and it takes up way too much time and too many resources, and that hurts your bottom line. NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud-based business management software that gives you visibility and control, and that's what you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting orders, HR, all of it from your desktop or your phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Companies that use NetSuite grow three times faster than the S&P 500. Right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at NetSuite.com slash Beck. That's NetSuite.com slash Beck to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits. NetSuite.com slash Beck. Socialism is a disease. We've got the cure. Inoculate yourself with a daily dose of Glenn at glennbeck.com or wherever podcasts are found. It's Stu in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He is in Las Vegas at a Lady Gaga concert. Normally, I make up things to say for where he is when he's out. I didn't have to this time because he's in Las Vegas at a Lady Gaga concert. If you happen to be at the same Lady Gaga concert that Glenn is at, I ask you to not pay attention to the concert and instead turn your phone to Glenn and please record everything he does. Why? Because I really want to have on tape... The moment where Glenn is staring deeply into Lady Gaga's eyes as he sings along that he also was born this way. (laughs) I just want that moment. I think it would be worth everything that's happening in the country 
all the strife around the world, if we could just have video of Glenn singing along to Born This Way at this concert, I think, I think it makes it all worth it. We have so much stuff we're not even going to get to today. We're going to miss out on the Rage Yoga class where uh, cursing and alcohol combines with yoga. We don't have time for that. The person who sued uh, Taco Bell over $2.18 uh, overcharge for Chalupa craving boxes. And I will say this. Um, we can throw this one out of court right away. You can't overcharge for Chalupas. Not possible. It, they're too good. Just something that we know. Or we have the UK reality show where uh, meat-loving families. This is unbelievable, actually. It's called Meet, Meet the Family. M-E-A-T, the family. And it is a, a show where contestants who eat meat get pets. Lamb, chicken, calf. You see where this is going? Pig. And they have to hang out with their pet. They adopt it like a pet, live with it for three weeks, and then either have to go vegetarian their entire rest of their life or eat their pet. I mean, I, I thought the United States had innovations, and look at what the UK is doing here. They're beating us. But instead, let's continue with our uh, lying politician theme. We covered Beto last hour and his monumental collapse, but I don't want to let this one slide uh, past us without recognizing that it occurred. Elizabeth Warren has had a great run in her campaign. She's gone from absolutely nowhere up to leading the pack now. You'd probably say, I mean, I would say she's co-frontrunner with, with Joe Biden. I, I would, you know, polls are still inconsistent as to who's ahead, but she has the momentum. If you want to say she's the frontrunner, I'm fine with that. Um, but I would say co-frontrunners is probably the right thing to say. And the reason she was at 0% back in the day or 2% was because of her disastrous handling over her DNA scandal. So every once in a while, people remember that this occurred. And you know who's really going to remember that it occurred? Uh, I don't necessarily want you to think about this, Democrats, because I don't want to warn you, but Donald Trump's not going to forget it. The media's forgetting it. Donald Trump's going to make it a very big issue. So what did uh, Elizabeth Warren try to do? I think it was the one-year anniversary of this moment, I think. She decided to delete the video and try to hide it from everyone. Sadly for her... The internet is forever. And it was, uh, it was, sadly for her, it was, uh, it was kept. And we have it. Sorry, uh, Lizzie, we have it. Here is a, here's a nice clip to just remind you who this person is that they're about to nominate for one of the two major parties. Here's Elizabeth Warren uh, talking about herself. She's calling a doctor, by the way. Hi, this is Elizabeth Warren. Is Dr. Bustamante in, please? <laughs> I love... There is something about Elizabeth Warren that I absolutely love, and it's her fake acting. Like, she's so inauthentic. You know, the whole thing with, like, oh, I guess I'll have me a beer. You remember that thing? She does that all the time. You have to watch uh, her campaign interactions, because she's always... One of the things she's decided, and it's very specific campaign um, tactic is she decided one of the reasons Hillary lost is the same criticism that was given to Jeb Bush, low energy. You know, she was an, she's uh, an, an older lady, and she came off as low energy. So, like, basically Elizabeth Warren is saying, well, I'm also an older woman. I'm also kind of a big liberal. I, I'm also, like, kind of robotic and not a great candidate. I need to do the opposite there and show, like, down three bang energy drinks— before every campaign stop. 
So she runs, I mean, literally, not physically, I'm not, this isn't an analogy. She physically runs on stage to every event to show that she can run, to show that she's not, you know, falling over, to show, like, she's trying to show herself as more spry than Hillary Clinton. And she thinks that's going to solve her campaign issues. It's not. So here is now Elizabeth Warren. Listen to the fake. Hi, is Dr. Bustamante in? This is Elizabeth Warren. Listen to this again. I'm sorry. Hi, this is Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> is Dr. Bustamante in? Please? No, I, I got to stop again. I, just to walk you through what you, you're seeing visually here in this video. There are cameras in both locations. Dr. Bustamante knows who's calling, right? Like, it's no surprise that there's an Elizabeth Warren campaign camera behind you. And on the phone, shockingly, is Elizabeth Warren. And somehow they have great audio of not only the phone call, but also in the room, Dr. Bustamante talking. Now, Dr. Bustamante has some interesting information about Elizabeth Warren's uh, history as a Native American. And you're about to hear all the exciting details. Let's listen. Hi, I'm Carlos Bustamante, and I've advised companies in the direct-to-consumer space, including Ancestry.com, 23andMe, and Helix. There we go. In the Senator's genome, we did find five segments of Native American ancestry okay. with very high confidence. There we go. Where we believe the error rate is less than one in a thousand. Okay, let's stop. Now, what do we know about this story now? We know that Elizabeth Warren had one 1,024th Native American. But listen to the way they phrase it there when they're trying to sell it to you. They phrase it there as, hey, she had five segments of Native American in there. Five segments. What does five segments mean? No one knows what that means. Because they hadn't admitted yet that it was one 1,024th. This is before they've admitted this. So they're trying to actually sell you as if this is a real thing still. Listen. Now, the president likes to call my mom a liar. Ugh. What do the facts say? The facts suggest that you absolutely have a Native American ancestor in your pedigree. Okay, stop. In your pedigree. Look at the way they're... Wait, is she a cat? What is this? All right, give me more. We come from Oklahoma. When we these were born, brothers, they said, these are the parents, these are your grandparents, mm-hmm. these are your aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Their word was always their bond. They were honest. Well, that's what Bessie's been saying. I'm yes. not enrolled in a tribe, and only tribes determine tribal citizenship. I understand and respect that distinction, but my family history is my family history. Sure is. Who, Pocahontas? This isn't just about casual racism. War hoops and tomahawk chops. Native communities have faced discrimination, oh neglect, gosh. and violence She's for on generations. And Trump can say whatever he wants about me. But mocking Native Americans mm-hmm. or any group in order to try to get at me, oh. that's not what America stands for. No, it doesn't. Some people have questioned my heritage and my family history. Yes, they have. Maybe they do it to insult me. Maybe. Maybe they do it to distract from the kinds of changes I'm fighting for. I'm sure that's it. And the kind of change I'm trying to bring to Washington. Of course, that's it. Maybe they do it because they think politics is a blood sport. Yes, Lizzie. But my parents were real people. The love they shared, the struggles they endured, the family they built, Mm. the story they lived, will always be etched on my heart. Oh, what a poem. And no one. And no one. Not even the President of the United States Mm -mm. will ever 
take it away from me. He won't take it away from you, but when we delete it from Twitter, you might not know about it. <laughs> because you kind of took it away from us. Luckily, we happen to still have it. Amazing. Let me give you um, a couple more things here when we're talking about... Because that's science right there. That's deep science. I hope you know that. One 1,024th Native American. We should point out, by the way, Glenn Beck. Was what, what 10 times as... as uh, wasn't he like half a percent or something? So, I mean, we're... You want to talk about a Native American, a real Native American. Only real Native Americans go to see Lady Gaga. Which, by the way, Indian name. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, this is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez giving us another lesson in science. Listen. Just note, I speak to you not as an elected official no. or public figure. But I speak to you as a human being. A woman whose dreams of motherhood oh. now taste bittersweet. Because of what I know about our children's future. Oh my gosh. Global and that warming. our actions are responsible for bringing their most dire possibilities into focus. Okay, so this is, you could stop. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying she's afraid to be a mother because of global warming. Can you imagine living a life where you think, I might not be a mom or a dad because of a 0.9 degree temperature rise in, in, over the course of a century? They, they talk about people on the right being fear mongers. Um, I think you're seeing where the real fear mongers are. And by the way, I, I agree. She should really think about the motherhood thing and perhaps reconsider, you know, doing it. Because, I mean, it's not, not about global warming, but she should definitely reconsider it. By the way, Glenn Beck is 13 times more Native American than Elizabeth Warren. That's, a, that's, the, that's the stat you need to know. Jane Fonda is getting arrested today, as she's going to do every Friday, to protest the climate. Um, and that is interesting because, I mean, the standard thing you'd say about has-been celebrities is they can't get arrested. So we're going to test that one with Jane Fonda today. I'm interested in that one. Also, you have um, Al Sharpton. He's canceled his both sides vaccine event. Which is interesting because they usually try to apply this to the right. And, you know, we can go into all the details on this thing. But what they highlight is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The, they call him the notorious anti-vaccine proponent. And this was, he was going to be at the conference along with Curtis Cost, the president of the National Action Network Scholars Committee, who in 1998 hosted another event in Harlem sponsored by Sharpton, providing a both-sides approach calling into question whether AIDS was caused by HIV. It's this thing called as known as AIDS denialism, which is pretty much gone. Fun fact, though, once believed by the Foo Fighters. People don't remember that. I don't know why they would. But Sharpton's still doing this now. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is demeaned here as an anti-vaccine proponent. And look, I, you know, I've been clear on this. I, the science to me is very clear on the vaccine thing. But he's also a big global warming proponent that yells at us about consensus all the time. We had him on our show at CNN Headline News where he yelled at Glenn all the time in his very gravelly voice. And the media just doesn't cover things the right way. Let me give you one more thing before we go to break. If you are a parent and you are terrified that your 10-year-old is going to commit suicide because you're seeing reports all over the news, I want to give you a little bit of a, a, a reason to, to, to feel a little bit more relaxed this weekend. Stat came out from the federal government that... Children age 10 to 14, the suicide rate nearly tripled between 2007 and 2017. And, I mean, look, if, if this has happened to anybody's family, 
It is the most horrible thing. And any increase should be closely monitored. Absolutely. It's a terrifying thing. But to put it in perspective a little bit, nearly tripled in this context also means the suicide rate for children 10 to 14 increased from 0.001% to 0.002%. There is not a reason to freak out. They also measured it over the, uh, the historical low instead of a couple of years earlier where it was higher. Bottom line was the media is doing the job the exact way you'd think they'd do it. Terribly. It's Stu and for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, probably getting his voice warmed up for Lady Gaga and Born This Way. Send me the video if you see it. We'll be back in a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So a bunch of burglars had been caught. They were asked, why are you doing this? What made you pick these homes? You know what some of them said? That they had a right to the nice things in these unprotected homes. That the unprotected homes were basically an invitation. Protect yourself with Simply Safe Home Security. With Simply Safe, trained professionals will be watching over your home 24-7. So if a burglar so much as tries to break in, a deafening siren will let him know, yeah, this is my stuff, and police are already on the way. Plus, Simply Safe's award-winning protection is still just $14.99 a month. And just for you, Simply Safe has a massive deal going on right now. If you go to simplysafebeck.com, you'll get a free home security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. It'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. Get your free security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. I needed new blinds. I knew I could save a ton of money if I put them in myself, but I was nervous about measuring right and then installing them. That's why I went to blinds.com. I'd heard their ads on the radio, how they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, but I still had to install them. So I called in my design consultant, Carla. She talked me through it all, from picking the right blinds to installing them. Plus, the online design consultation was free. Samples were free. Shipping was free. My home looks perfect. Thanksgiving is coming up, and now is the perfect time to prepare your home for holiday guests with brand new blinds, shades, or plantation shutters from Blinds.com. It's easy with Blinds.com, and delivery is guaranteed by Thanksgiving or your order is free. Go to Blinds.com now through October 24th for their Buy More, Save More sale and save up to 35%. Plus, get an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, for all the craziness that's gone on this week, uh, there have been some uh, positive things. It's my anniversary today, by the way. So happy anniversary to my lovely wife. That's a positive. The Yankees are down 3-1, and I think we could all unite and say we want the Yankees to lose. Please edit this out, stations in New York. And on top of that, it's the, it's the week that something important finally happened. You know, Winston Churchill was saying for years and years and years, 
hey, you guys, uh, Hitler's pretty bad. And finally, the world came to the conclusion that, yes, Hitler was pretty bad. That happened this week for me with LeBron James. All I have been saying LeBron James is basically Hitler for how long? And no one's come along with me. And then finally, we can all unite and realize how awful LeBron James truly is. Sure, he builds kids, you know, schools and stuff, but let's just ignore that for the moment. Have a good weekend. You're listening to Glenn.